Hello and welcome to the Savvy Producer Podcast. My name's Phil from Mars and Mastering and this is a show all about productivity, efficiency and keeping your clients happy in the world of music production. In today's episode, I want to give you some tips, techniques and advice for just being more confident in your mixes. So without further ado, let's get into it. So I think everyone's been there. You've spent hours working on a mix, but it just doesn't feel finished yet. It can be really difficult to just draw the line and call it done because you keep questioning yourself. You can spend hours and hours chasing your tail, making 10 new versions of the mix, only to realise the first one was the best. You can also find it hard to actually hit send on that initial mix to the artist or find yourself procrastinating and just putting it off. Ultimately, it's killing your productivity and it's stressing you out. So you need to find a way to be more confident in your mixes so that you can just hit send and be more efficient and know that you're giving your clients a product that they're going to love. Hopefully, with these few methods that I've got in this episode, you can have some confidence in your mixes, you can know your worth and send a product that you actually truly believe in. You'll stop wasting time, you'll be more productive and you'll feel more confident, which I always think results in better work. So let's get into it. The first tip I have is to really familiarise yourself with your monitoring. The more you know your monitors and headphones like the back of your hand, the more confident you can be that your mix sounds the way you want it to. Often what we jump to with this is referencing and listening to your mix on laptop speakers and in the car and on AirPods and all sorts of different systems. This is a good way to diagnose problems you might not have noticed, but in my opinion, people rely on it a bit too much. To me, you really need to focus on learning your actual monitoring and your system like the back of your hands. And referencing is just a good tool to help with that, but it shouldn't be the ultimate solution to that. Once you know your system, and if you do really know your system, you shouldn't have to reference too much anymore. Personally, I don't use anything other than my speakers and my headphones. Because I know this room so well and because I know the headphones so well, I can be really confident that when it sounds right on those two things, it's going to sound right everywhere else too. I used to absolutely hate moving between studios when I was still recording. So I used to work at a studio down in London where the room had one sound. I used to work at a studio closer to me where the room had another sound. And then I used to work at home as well. And flicking between those three rooms was just a nightmare. Now where I'm in one room all the time and I have one set of headphones, I can feel so much more confident that I know what's going on. So it's all well and good me saying, learn your system. But is there actually a way to speed that up and do it a bit better? Yes, I think there is. One big problem that I see with a lot of producers and mixers is that they only listen to their own projects in their studio. They come in, they work, they go home. And then all of their other music consumption is done in the car or on an Alexa or on their headphones at home. As a result of this, they don't actually know what a finished record sounds like in their studio. So one thing that's really helped for me is just consuming music all the time in the studio. When I'm doing admin in the morning, so replying to emails, replying to Instagram messages, things like that, I always just have music playing. Sometimes I'll even just sit down in here and put a record on. This way you very quickly subconsciously learn how everything sounds and what a finished record should sound like in the studio. What's more, it's a really fun way to do it too. Another thing that's been great for me is actually relying on headphones a lot more. 
I'm a bit of an anomaly in that I absolutely love working and mastering on headphones. And I think it could be helpful for a lot of other people too. I won't get too much into it because I have another episode on this, which was episode 10. So if you want to hear more about that, go and listen to that episode. But ultimately, what I'm trying to say here is the more familiar you are with your monitoring, be it headphones or speakers, the more confidence you can have in your product. So really put some effort into learning what your monitoring actually sounds like. The second tip I have is just send the mix. Just do it. Pressing that send button can be one of the hardest things. I know the feeling, I've had it many times before, but it's actually started to go a lot more in the last couple of years. I think pretty much all of us have some degree of imposter syndrome and certainly a lot of perfectionism, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. But letting go of it can be really difficult, and the wait to see if the client likes what you've sent them can be painstaking, especially if they take a couple of days to reply and you start thinking, oh no, what's wrong with it? But I promise you, it's all in your head. You've done this hundreds of times before. You're great at what you do or you wouldn't be doing it. So try your best to really let those feelings go and remind yourself every time they start creeping in how good you are. There are always going to be things that a client wants to change on a mix. You're going to get revisions pretty much every time you send one off. You're not telepathic. So you just need to remember that revisions are going to be part of the process and they're great. They're cheat codes to the final mix. So look forward to getting them. Look forward to getting those answers to the test that is going to get you the final product. Letting go of that friction and just pressing the send button without hesitation does come with time. But one thing that can really help is having a checklist. So it could look different for everyone pretty much, but you might have something like, are all of the vocals edited and tuned? Can I hear any pops or clicks? Is my mix bus processing done? You know, usual things that lead to a finished mix. And if every box is ticked on that checklist, then you're good to go. Then you just have to send it. If you're missing a box, go and fix that thing. But if everything's ticked and you're still questioning yourself, you really have no reason to. You just need to send the mix. So another piece of advice I have with getting more confident in your mixes is just pay attention to your clients. Does the client love the mix? Then it's done. This should always be the number one factor in determining whether or not our mix is truly finished. If the artist doesn't love it, there is no final product. So make damn sure you've covered all of their mix notes, all of their concerns, and you've hit the nail on the head when it comes to the creative vision they originally had for the track. If they do love the mix and they have no more notes for you, congratulations, the job is done. Don't mess with any more settings. Don't touch the levels or effects. You'll only find yourself going in circles, trying to serve yourself instead of the artist. And ultimately, by doing that, you're just lowering your hourly rate if you're spending more time on the project than you need to. What's more, if you then tell the client after they've already signed off on something that you're still not happy with it and you wanted to change this or that, they're going to start questioning your confidence in what you're doing too, which might lead them to question the products that they actually once loved. So resist the urge. Does the client love the mix? Yes, then it's done. Sometimes, despite all of this, you have just lost objectivity at the end of a mix. When you've been working on a song for a while, especially if you produced it too, you can just lose that objectivity really easily. And if this happens and you're not 100% confident in any aspect of the mix, the best thing to do is just to shoot it over to your mastering engineer for some feedback. I know I would say this, being a mastering engineer, 
What a surprise. But honestly, I think it is just one of the best ways to get some peace of mind and call it done. That fresh perspective from a master and engineer and their experience of knowing when a song is truly finished could be all you need to tip it over the finish line. A master and engineer is absolutely best place to give you feedback on what to tweak to make sure the mix is ready for them, or just give you some simple reassurance that it sounds amazing and it's done. Remember, mastering is a high volume, low cost business, meaning we have to work on a lot of songs each year to do this full time. This means we have listened to thousands of finished records and we know exactly what a finished mix should sound like. So if you do find you lose objectivity and you lack a bit of confidence when you get to the end of your mixes, this is a great reason to build a relationship with a master and engineer who can help you with that. It's also a good reason to avoid the big name sort of drive through mastering studios and instead build a relationship with an engineer who's friendly and collaborative and always willing to go that extra mile to make sure that your artist loves the final result. Now, if you're big on doing mastering yourself and you love that part of the process, that is totally okay. I know, obviously, I would say this stuff as a mastering engineer, but honestly, you do just have to find the process that works best for you. We all have different ways of working. But even with that, maybe a mentor or your friend or a partner can put your mind at ease and point out anything that doesn't sit right with them. Sometimes even a casual listener is an amazing reference point because we're so zoomed in on the details and they only see the bigger picture. So it can be very grounding and encouraging and reassuring to get feedback from a normal listener if you have that imposter syndrome at the end of a mix. The main point here is just to get it out of your head and out of your studio and have someone else listen to it. The more times you do this, the more confidence you'll grow and the more you'll realise when your mixes are actually at that finishing point. You'll start to see what things stand out to people every time and you'll know what you can get away with and what you can't. If you would like some feedback on something you're working on from a master and engineer and you've lost that sort of objectivity at the end, just give me a shout. I'd love to help you out. So I hope this episode was helpful for you. Before you go, I just wanted to make a really quick offer as well. So as you know, I am a mastering engineer and I basically collaborate with talented producers and mixers just like you with a really simple but high touch and personal mastering service. I really want the people I work with to avoid that overwhelm of winging mastering on their own or the disappointment you get when you go for a big name mastering house and they just couldn't care less about your record. So if you're looking to build a working relationship with an experienced mastering engineer who cares about your productions as much as you do, I'd love to run a free test master for you. So if you have a mix ready, be it an old project or something current, drop it over to me via my website or email me on phil at marsdenmastering.com. That's phil at marsdenmastering.com. And we can get the ball rolling. <laughs>